Welcome back to the Athletes Podcast. This is episode 92 featuring Neve Huey, an absolutely incredible athlete. There's no other way to put it. She competes for Team Canada bobsleigh. She's competed for Team Canada rugby. She played Brock University rugby, Brock University hockey. She can literally do whatever she puts her mind to. It's pretty incredible. I was fortunate enough to witness her during our university days and super excited about this conversation for you folks to listen, tune in. Let us know what you think. I Honestly, I just can't wait for you guys to kind of consume the way she approaches it. It's a very lighthearted, easygoing conversation. She's a blast. This is episode 92 of the Athletes Podcast, here to educate and entertain the next generation generation of athletes. Here we go. You're saying you've been active on social media. It's like I've, I've been trying to get my name out there a little bit, but it's tough. It's tough to keep uh, on top of the demand. Right? 100%. Especially when you got to start representing Team Canada, National Bobsled Team, you know, you're just... Yeah, like, and you don't want to make mistakes. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> so. so Well, like, I don't know. You talk about mistakes. I think that's something that we bring up all the time. It's just, that's how you learn, right? I think that's how you've been able to see some success. Just incredible success, uh, you know, wherever it is, whatever sport you're competing in, whether that's hockey, rugby, now bobsled, weightlifting. Can you kind of give... Just a bit of a background on how the heck you've come to be this like world class athlete in so many different sports. You know what? I think if I could go back to my childhood, you know, I was trying out every different sport I could, just, you know, putting my feet in the water and, and just testing it out and seeing what I was good at. And what stuck really was the hockey and the rugby. I, I realized that I really love these sports and I want to continue playing them. And then there came a point where hockey, I was just like, I'm just not that good at this sport. You know, I love it. And I still do love it. I was just saying to my mom there, it's like, if I was a good hockey player, I'd love anything to keep playing hockey. Um, But there came a point where I just realized I wasn't. When I got back, it was it was awesome, and I was thinking about I haven't used my fifth year of eligibility yet. It's like, oh, should I go back? Should I just complete it? Right. Um, but I guess kind of you know with the, with the pandemic and everything, last year I got an opportunity to go try bobsleigh, and it was like you know I'm not playing rugby, I'm not playing hockey. Let's see where bobsleigh can take me, and you know I ended up working out well. I, I made the team and. I guess the rest is kind of, you know, I'm still writing the history of it. I don't know where it's going to take me from here, but I'm just kind of feeling it out and seeing where I can go with it. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, we initially connected at Brock University. You were playing both rugby and hockey, dominating both sports, lighting up the Brock press, uh, getting features <laughs> left, right, and center. Can you, like, how have you been able to now, like, translate that to on the national stage and representing your country potentially in a couple of years at an Olympic Games? Like, what does that mean to you? And that's why I'm wearing the, the Team Canada jersey today. We got the Olympics hey, starting. Good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. We got to rep our, rep our nation's pride. So, like, you know, maybe dive into what that feels like to be able to potentially do that in a couple of years and how good it feels putting on that maple leaf on your chest. It's a bit of an interesting feeling, to be honest, because I think it's 
every childhood's dream. You know, you want to, you want to wear that maple leaf and, and no matter what sport it is, it's just a huge honor. It's a huge pride when it comes to bobsleigh, you know, I'm the underdog. I'm probably the youngest and the lightest on my team. You know, I'm little compared to everybody else on my team. And, and that alone is just motivation to see how far I can take this sport. When I look at my teammates, I'm like, you know, a twig standing beside them. Meanwhile, at Brock, I felt like, you know, I was lifting a lot. I was like, oh, I'm like at my prime. And then I go into bobsleigh. It's like I am out of my prime here. So when it comes to bobsleigh, it's like I'm a, a complete fish out of water. I'm still learning. So there's so much where I'm just kind of a sponge to. I just take it all in, and especially when it comes to, to pushing a sled. It honestly, I would compare it to golf. It's like Mm. it's so technical that the the smallest little mistake or the smallest little you know that wasn't quite perfect it's hundreds and tens off your time so and everything kind of has to be perfect so I'm still learning and like I said I'm just kind of being a sponge to it all and, and embracing it all and especially when it comes to this whole social media thing like we were just talking about you know I was never prevalent on social media by any means but now I'm just trying to get into it and 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 see just kind of see how far the sport can take me. So hundred percent. It's crazy for me to hear that you feel like a twick compared to your <laughs> competitors because you definitely did stand out at Brock athletics. We're never, uh, we never had any issues as far as being the most athletic on the field. That's for sure. But, uh, bobslayers, is that the correct term? Bobslayers? Is that, yeah. yeah, I think we say bobslayers. The Americans say bobsledders. So uh, it depends on what you want. Depends on which side of the 49th parallel you are. Hey? Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's a crazy sport. The legs that you, freaking these athletes have are ridiculous. And you guys are pushing quickly. What does your workout look like right now? I saw you're doing some cleans earlier today. What else Honestly, are you incorporating? It's all uh, speed and power. You got to move the sled fast. You got to run fast. And that's what I'm trying to do is when I was weightlifting there, it's like, okay, how fast can I move this bar? and just get under it. And they do test us on, you know, we do a 60 meter sprint project, do a three rep max for fun squats. So, you know, you just got to be strong and you got to be fast and which is a tough compromise because being strong, it's like, you know, building muscle, makes you slow. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, then you got to sprint. Like it's just a, it's a tough compromise that I, I still haven't really got the grasp of, but I'm, I'm trying my best, I guess you could say. So what part are you specifically struggling with? Like, is it the, the quickness is it the strength or is it all of the above like where where are you finding those sticking points honestly it's kind of all of the above like you know i ran i thought i ran pretty fast and then i go into this you, testing pool clarify clarification guys. clarification you do run fast i can <laughs> i can attest to that <laughs> but i go into this testing pool and it's like i'm like below middle of the pack i'm not last but i'm like you know i'm not up there it's like oh i gotta run faster so that's what i was just doing i was out in Burlington training there and then and kind of just working on my Excel. I feel like I have pretty good overspeed or top speed. So, you know, it's kind of just getting those first 10 meters under my belt and just hopefully flying away with that. But especially even when it comes to sprinting and weightlifting, you know, I don't lift the heaviest. So it's like, I got to be strong. I got to be fast. And I got to work on all of that at the same time where a lot of my teammates, you know, maybe they have flaws and you know, their lift, it's like, okay, so I'm going to lift and they already run fast. So that's okay for them. But me, it's like, I got to be good at both. So I'm just trying, trying to, to balance it at the moment. Fair enough. Are you, are they like asking you to put on some size then and get bigger so that you can really compete with or be kind of similar size? Wow. 
Yeah, so it's interesting because bobsleigh, so 320 kilos is the max weight you can have in a sled. And okay. so the, the kind of magic number in the sled, you know, the sled weighs 160 kilos. So the magic number for you to be is within like 75, you know, maybe not more than 75 kilos. I, on a good day, hit 71 kilos. So I okay. am light which isn't good. Maybe I can push the sled fast sometimes, but it's velocity down the track. You know, you want the, as much weight as you can in the sled. So 320 is the magic number you want to be at three, you know, 319. It's like, uh, we want that one extra kilo. Can you put it on? Uh, wow. Okay. That's crazy. So, They're going down. But if you're kilo, over, yeah. if you're over, you get disqualified. So it's such a tough compromise. You got to make sure you don't crush that last slice of pizza the night before. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's well, tough. that's it too. It's like, how do you gain weight? It's like, I can't just be smashing McDonald's. It's like, I got to lift heavy, I guess. So what are you eating then? What's your nutrition look like? Honestly, lots of protein, lots of carbs. There's nothing I really cut out of my diet. I kind of just put it all in. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I try to stick away from the chocolates, although I do love them. Um, yeah. But it's just kind of, you know, good foods in your body. So I can kind of put on some muscle here. So lots of protein because if you're lifting lots, I'm like, okay, I got to extra, you know, instead of two eggs, we'll do three there eggs. You go. Uh -huh. so, yeah, absolutely. You got to make sure those macros are hit. Are you, do you calculate macros? Are you going yeah. that dive into deep? You know, I used to, I kind of used to be one of those, my fitness pal, you know, yeah, freaks yeah. that put everything <laughs> in it. Um, but I just, it was too much for me. It was like, you know, I kind of know what I'm putting into my body at this point. I, I know what's going to work for me. So I'm just trying to eat more and not necessarily more of one specific food group, just eat more of kind of everything. So, mm. yeah, I found actually a very similar experience using my fitness pal going through that process of counting calories, counting your macros. I like got so into it at one point. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a very unhealthy relationship with food now because I just know exactly what I have to eat this amount. This will be good. This will hit my quantities. I'm like, oh, that's not a flexible way to. Yeah, I think it's good. A it's a good knowledge thing. <laughs> you know, get it I, under your belt and then it's like, oh, okay, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone should do it at one point in their life. Uh, but you definitely need to make sure that you do it in a sustainable fashion that isn't going to lead to uh, a negative relationship with that food. So that's what I, that's my little uh 30 second feel on how I went down a bad rabbit hole, but that's okay. We're here now, right? <laughs> Under Armour is not sponsored by this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, Under Armour, my fitness pal, definitely not sponsoring this episode. But uh, yeah. what, uh, like, what are your kind of long-term goals with the sport? Because Bobsley is crazy scary. Like I'm just imagining flying down. What are the top speeds that you guys go? It's like you guys are hitting 80, 90, 100 plus kilometers an hour, right? So depends on where you are. We train a lot at Whistler because it's the only one in Canada at the moment. Um, yeah. So I actually spent three months in Whistler every day just crushing runs. Um, top nice. speed I hit was 160 kilometers an hour. That's fast. Yeah, we actually crashed at that speed too. So nice shoulder burn. Feel? Loved it. I was like, this yeah. is great. <laughs> well like you crash and they, they say you're not a real bobsledder until you crash and then get back in the sled so we crash i said let's go right back to the top let's go and they they check your shoulder whatever else they check and see if you're okay i said yeah we're good let's get back into it so it, it, people were scared of it but 
it really didn't scare me. It was kind of like a, you know, a nice tackle in rugby. It's like, you just kind of <laughs> smash the ice at 160 kilometers an hour and then you get right back into it. Well, that was what I was going to ask. I said, you've been hit likely playing hockey, playing rugby, and now in a bobsleigh crash, what is the kind of Likert scale on the three of those? What compares is the rugby hit similar to a bobsleigh crash? Where are you at? Yeah. So as a brakeman, we don't see anything. So pretty much, you know, we are, we shine at the beginning of the track, five seconds, you or powerhouse, then you dump in and then you hold on and then you have no control. You know, people think that we steer back there or move it. You know, we just hold on and, you know, we, they tell us to count the corners, but I'm not at that point where I'm like, okay, we're at corner one, corner two. It's like, I don't know where I am until I, you kind of hear the pilot sometimes say break or you feel yourself go up up a hill and then you know okay i gotta pull the brakes here um but when you're crashing you know it's just you hold on and then if it's like you know 40 seconds you're like oh we're almost done okay okay and then all of a sudden it's like you you know you're on your side and and you're getting your shoulders on the ice you get completely bucked out of the sled so your whole you know there's no protection in there either so you're just completely exposed to the ice but I think the the not knowing we're going to crash it makes bobsleigh just that much more like, oh, my God, this is insane. Like, what am I getting up to? Where rugby, you know, I can see a tackle coming. I can brace myself. Hockey, same thing. But bobsleigh, it's like, you know, you just kind of expect the unexpected here. So, yeah, I'm like just trying to wrap my head around how that would feel kind of if I've ever had something similar in my life. And I definitely haven't because 160 kilometers isn't something I even get into in my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Rarely, you know, if I'm really fired up maybe, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Tell me about your, your university experience at Brock playing rugby and both and hockey, like explain how fun that was. What'd you think of me jumping around on the mic? You know what? Like give me your whole <laughs> experience here. I need some full details. Uh, like university was interesting for me because I wasn't going to go to Brock. You know, I was going to be a Dalhousie. What are they? Tigers? I think I was going to be, no I was going to go to Dal. Um, okay. I was going to go play hockey. And the day I was supposed to let the hockey coach know, I just kind of said, no, that's not, that's not something I maybe want to get into. I don't know what my reason was for saying no, but, and then I was, you know, university list at that point. I was like, where am I going to go now? You know, I had no backup plan. I didn't really have a plan. Um, and then, you know, a couple of my friends went to Brock. It was like, oh, my cousin was going to Brock. Um, Caitlin Colonna on the, the hockey team likes to vouch for me saying, you know, she's the reason we were at, we went to Brock together, but I don't know. Anyways, went to go tour it, loved it, fell into it. You know, first, second year, I was just playing rugby. Um, at that point I was missing hockey. Cause like I said, I was going to go play hockey. There wasn't a point where hockey wasn't on my radar. And then Brock came around and I wasn't, I wasn't playing hockey. I was just doing the rugby, which is fine. Loved rugby. But like I said, you know, hockey's just, it's just up there on my list. Um, so I, I, I had the shot to play, I, to play both. Annie Berg kind of got me introduced to Margo and then she was going to do the rugby. I was going to do the hockey. We were going to be dual sport athletes together. Mm-hmm. And she didn't end up doing the rugby, but I still did the hockey and it was, it was such a good experience. And then in between all of that, 2018 actually is when I went to the RBC training ground and mm-hmm that's when bobsleigh kind of fell into my lap but I feel like my whole university career was just like chasing sports that you know especially with the rugby team we were underdogs my whole four years we were never like oh you know we don't want to play Brock they might beat us we were like oh we're gonna play Brock like you know it's gonna be walking the park it's like okay we gotta be really good on defense here guys um 
I seem to recall you and Taylor Hurd kicking some serious ass at one point. Uh, you guys yeah. were a dominant duo. <laughs> yeah, she was she was good to have on the wing. And especially, I think that was the turning point. Second year when she came into the program, it was like, oh, okay, we can actually make a name for ourselves. And then we got so much more. We got Sarah Shaw. We got so much more people that was like, okay, we can we can be a pretty good rugby team here. Let's do it. And I think we could have had that, you know, mm-hmm. last year, the, the COVID year that never happened. I think that could have been our year, but, you know, I guess we'll, we'll never know. How have you been able to kind of manage the fact that COVID did take over for like this extended period of time? Were you training differently over the past 18 months? Like, did it allow you to either train more train more effectively like there's i feel like everyone's gone through something with covid whether it's been positive or negative uh do you maybe have some insight on what it's been like for you well i wasn't playing rugby there was there was no rugby going well i guess you know there was no sport for anybody going on so Mm -hmm. it was really just about getting even with rugby it was about getting bigger and faster which played a role in in being a pretty good bobsledder which i didn't know i was going to get into at the time so, you know, the summer workouts, the at-home workouts, I didn't have a home gym at that point. I just ended up getting one, but um, I was just focusing on really just kind of getting bigger, putting some putting some muscle on, some armor on, um, specifically for rugby. I was like, okay, I need to, you know, get some protection here. So I was just lifting lots and, you know, you're by those, what are they like five liter jugs of water just as yeah. like dumbbells. That's what I was getting myself into. So I kind of liked it, to be honest, it was time to just kind of reconnect with myself, I guess I could say, and then work out at my own time. I, I really enjoyed it actually, but I, the, the COVID pandemic, I guess, doesn't play out the same for everybody. So. Well, that RBC training ground was so unique because I remember having that conversation with you. You were like, yeah, I had done testing with them like a year or two ago. And then they just reached out about Bobsley and it's like, holy crap, they're just holding on to your data. And they're like, oh, they know that this girl can run fast and this girl could probably push a sled. And that's literally how they reached out and got connected. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So 2018, I went to the RBC training ground. It was my mom, actually, who was like, you should try this. And I was like, Okay, sure. No problem. So I went to, they had a, they had a combine in Milton out of that, um, out of multiple combines, they collect data. Okay. Top 100 athletes in Ontario. Okay. We're going to go together. We're going to go to U of T Scarborough here and we're going to, you know, final testing combine. I think I was like middle of the pack again. You know, I was just kind of kicking it out, running fast, (laughs) barely fast. And then, um, a recruiter from bobsleigh came up to me and was like hey like you should try bobsleigh that was 2018 i ended up breaking my ankle Mm -hmm. you know still playing rugby still playing hockey and then i got an email in september hey we're having a tryout in calgary you know if you make it you you keep going on you go to whistler whatever if you don't make it you go home all at your own expense okay (laughs) so it was a huge like September, I'm like getting ready to, to do my last year of school. I didn't know there wasn't going to be a season at that point with hockey. And uh, I was like, do I do that? It's such a big chance. It's such a big risk. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to make the team. I ended up making the team, but it was like, I kept pushing my flight back. You know, every two weeks it'd be like, oh, should I push my flight back? And we're going to make it on. Okay, I made it on. Okay, let's push it back for another two weeks. And then I just never came home. It was like seven months. I was in Europe. It was It was such a crazy year. 
Yeah. Okay. So talk about overcoming that injury because it was pretty serious and like you were off for a bit. Like I always want to kind of bring up injuries because there's always athletes that are suffering from it or will be at one point in their career. And I think you can probably speak to the struggles that go along with injuries and how do you maybe best overcame them? That was kind of my first injury. I had never, you know, broken a bone. I've never really sat out from a game, you know, the, the one or two concussions kind of grown up through hockey. Um, but I had never sat out and it was like, I finished my first year of hockey and there was just this one sevens tournament I got myself into. Oh, okay. Let's go try this out. It was, you know, March. The first time I touched the ball, you know, I, I guess I didn't run fast enough. The girl caught me, landed right on my ankle. It snapped. It was a t- my talus bone too. And I went to the surgeon or the, the doctor. We were out in Kingston. You know, I only ever see these injuries in car crashes or skydiving events. It's like, well, I was just playing rugby. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I think overcoming it was just my timeline. You know, it happened in March. I was like, I got to get back in the game in September. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, I'm playing in September. Um, it was my last year at that point, my fourth year. And that was kind of my goal. It was like, as soon as my cast came off, the the surgeon goes, okay, like walk. Uh, what do you mean? Walk? I can't walk. I don't even have an ankle. You know, my, my cast had just come off. I'd been in it for, you know, two months or so. And then I started walking. And then I think the next week I was running and I was just go, go, go from there. Cause he had said it's strong. It's just about kind of breaking it up again. I said, okay then no problem. Like, that's it for me. I'm like, weights, running. Let's like, go time. Go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's get all, you know, let's get it all in. So I think I missed the first game um, in September and then September rolled around. I got to play. So I was super, I was super pumped, but the biggest thing was just the unknown. Am I going to be able to run on it? Am I going to be able to play again? And it was all just a mental battle of, you know what? No, I'm going to get through this. It's just an ankle injury. No problems. Um, but I'm still definitely dealing with the effects like full mobility, not there probably never will be, but just mm-hmm. a day-to-day kind of dealing with it and getting through it. So, and realizing that, you know, especially when I'm squatting, I'm like, okay, I can't go full depth. Let's work around it. Split squats, maybe. So it's just a, sure. a an everyday reminder of rugby is a bit of a silly sport sometimes. <laughs> Does the Canadian government provide you guys with a bit more as far as the recovery standpoint? Like, are you getting additional training, support, massage therapy? Like, what's your, I guess, support system like from Team Canada now that you're competing and representing our country? I mean, I can understand maybe having not as much going through the university route, but I would hope that once you start running that maple leaf that you get a bit more attention. Yeah, well, I would hope so too, but... (laughs) I think it's it's only really in competition where they're like, okay, we can cover you for this, that, and the other, and whatever else it is. But out of season, it's kind of all at your own pocket. And that's what I'm learning with Bob. So even strength coach, speed coach, nutritionist, whatever you need to kind of get by, it's all out of your own pocket. So it's a pretty expensive sport and it all adds up. You know, we got team fees, we got insurance to pay for. It's all, you know, a pretty penny. And then they turn around and say, Okay, but in season, you know, you only actually get access to this therapist at this time because this person gets priority over you because I'm kind of, you know, bottom bottom of the food chain here. So it's do I get treatment? It depends on the day, maybe. But 
luckily I haven't really needed a whole lot of treatment out of season. I think it's good to, you know, get flushed out and get the body feeling good so you can lift some heavy weights and run some pretty fast times. But in season, I've, I've been pretty lucky so far. What do your, uh, what do your PRs look like right now? I feel like you're hitting some serious numbers. Like you got to let everyone know where you're at. Well, the other day I just hit a, a one rep max power clean with 85 kilos. So that was a huge kind of jump. It was a huge jump for me. So, I mean, that was, that was, I was pretty excited about it. Bro- broke a couple patio slabs. My mom was not too pleased, but it's fine. <laughs> it's all in a day's work, right? Exactly. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to make the Olympics. Let me break the patio slabs. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll replace those in another day. Yeah. 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 Once the, once the sponsorship checks come in, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So 10 years down the road, whether you're still competing in bobsleigh, still running around on the rugby pitch or playing hockey, what's the long-term goal? Where, what are you after? What are you trying to do? Where, where do you see yourself? I think, you know, you chase that gold medal or just chase, you know, those Olympic rings. I don't know if, if that's kind of, I hope it's achievable. I mean, I hope it's kind of, you know, I want, I want, you know, solid, solid outcomes. You know, I want to say I'm going to be an Olympian one day, but you know, I think it's a pretty uphill battle. It's, it's obviously, you know, one of the hardest teams. To... <laughs> it's one Hello. of the hardest teams to he make. He thinks you're yeah. going to make it. That's what he's, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the hardest teams to make. So it's just going to be a grind probably for the next four years. And you know, if the next four years, you know, the next eight years. So but like I said, I, I'm not done with rugby. I hope that, you know, I'll still get the opportunity to play again one day. Um, and I'm pretty good at putting my mind to things and and getting the outcome that I want. So hopefully I can, hopefully rugby's not out of the picture. Hopefully Bobsley's still going to be in the picture and then we'll be, we'll see what, what can come of it. I wanted to get you on here for that exact reason, because you've, do have the ability to set your mind something and uh, achieve that. I, you know, we were chatting with Ian earlier before this. I'm like, man, this gal is the definition and embodiment of what we talk about on the athletes podcast. Like you've literally been able to excel at every sport that you set your mind to. So have no doubts that you'll be able to be out there on the rugby pitch and be pushing that bobsleigh around. So Thank the you. way we wrap, the way we wrap up every episode is, is asking our guest listener, what their biggest piece of advice would be to the next generation of athletes uh, coming from someone who has played every sport under the sun. Uh, what's Neam got to say? My biggest piece of advice, I think that I would, you know, a younger athlete or even to my younger self, I guess I would say, just, you know, get your feet wet, try every sport you can and just see what's going to come of it. I think that's what I did. And, you know, I realized what worked. I realized what didn't work. And I realized there's some sports in my, in my time that I'm like, Oh man, I wish I still played that. You know, I wish I really got into that sport, but I think that's how bobsleigh rugby came about hockey. I played it when I was growing up, you know, three years old, but specifically rugby and bobsleigh, that's exactly how they came about. And that's exactly what made me go try this RBC training ground. I was like, I don't have any idea how I'm going to perform against these other athletes, especially top 100 in Ontario but I'm going to try. I'm going to see what happens. And I, I think don't be afraid to, to get your feet wet exactly that and, and try something new and, and don't be afraid of the opportunity. Yeah. It's a, 
Couldn't have said it better myself. I appreciate you coming on so much. Uh, I'm excited to see what you're able to accomplish here, and it's going to be exciting to follow along with your journey. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, yeah. folks, for tuning in. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thank you, folks, for tuning in to the 92nd episode of the Athletes Podcast and for being along on this journey. It's been pretty incredible. Love being able to feature athletes like Neve. We got the Team Canada swag on today, given that Today is the first day of the Olympics starting up. This episode will go live next Athletic Thursday. But in the meantime, hope you guys are checking out our social media platforms, whether that is Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You let us know where you're tuning in, watching, consuming our content, and you might just win some free gear. Really appreciate Neve coming on, sharing her background stories, and a bit about the sport of bobsleigh. It's unique, not something you get to typically hear every day, uh, but she is an incredible athlete to say the least and uh, grateful for our conversation excited for you folks to tune in to episode 93 next week thank you folks again for tuning in hope you enjoy the rest of your day bye